Hey listener, welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Moran. Just a quick note. One of the things that we mentioned in this podcast is Justice League Canada. Uh, At the time, this is what the title was going to be called, but because we moved the independent episode before this episode and we had actually already recorded this episode, there's been a slight change and Justice League Canada is actually now called Justice League United. Okay, so for just for full disclosure, I've never really been a, a huge DC fan. Uh, I grew up reading Marvel, grew up specifically, you know, uh, with the X-Men and expanded, you know, some other comics, but never really picked up DC. It just seemed like the lore was was just way too long, way too deep, and never really jumped on board any of the issues. Uh, so a couple of years ago, the um, in 2011, the new 52 was launched, which revamped. Is revamped the correct word? Did they really stop and relaunch the issues? They did. A lot of the you know principles is still the same. Superman's still from Krypton and stuff like that. But some of the characters actually got completely revamped. Vibe got revamped. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Firestorm got revamped, and a bunch of characters did get right. revamped. Their stories, right? Not just the the costumes. I mean, they all got new costumes. They all got yeah, a lot of uh, got new updated costumes. looks, right? Yeah. But um, in, in doing research, I, I did notice that a lot of the characters still have essentially things that happened to them in the in, before the New Fifty Two still right. happened to them in the New Fifty Two. Correct. But now here's a question I have for you: At the launch of New Fifty Two in two thousand eleven, the superhero, the first superhero, was maybe about five years old. Right. They, yeah, they right. all were in Justice League number one. So I'm going to have a ton of questions for you, especially concerning Batman and how many Robins he has in those five years. He's had a few. He's had a lot. <laughs> he's had, a, he had a one die and come back. And yeah, he's had quite a few. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's been uh, since 2011, the new 52 launched. DC recognized that, you know, they did have a very long and convoluted history. And so they decided to do something pretty cool. They, they uh, relaunched all their comics, all number ones, all new stories, you know, to catch new readers. In my head, their two main iconic characters were Superman, who you can only beat with a kryptonite stone. Yeah. And who has a kryptonite stone yeah. just hanging out? Oh, like, Lex Luthor has tons yeah. of them. Well, that's, he has like a lifetime supply. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, whenever I fight Superman, I have Suits kryptonite. made out of kryptonite, <laughs> yeah. And then you have Batman, who always won. Like, always, always, yeah. always won. Yeah, bad guy. Yeah, yeah no matter him. what. Yeah, he's always five steps ahead of you. Yeah. So, to be fair, when I tried to pick up DC titles, like I would try to pick up Batman or something like that, they were on issue, you know, 650. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to pick up on all this back yeah. history of Batman. Yeah. And it was the same for Superman. You know, he was in like 10 titles and had mm-hmm. all these titles that were way up in the 600s, 700s. There was just so much history there. I mean, to be honest with you, even the New 52, even that didn't grab my attention until I, I spoke with you. And <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we had similar backgrounds in, right. in comic collecting. And you mentioned that you now collect more DC comics than you do Marvel comics. Yes. So that's huge. That that piqued my interest. I've, I was always I always appreciated the characters of Superman and Batman for their their like iconic iconic image image yeah. exactly. Yes. I've never really picked up any either of their ongoing series. I always felt like Green Lantern and Green Arrow were kind of. Uh, kind of green, a little bit green. Uh, I don't want to say goofy because I don't want I don't want to upset anybody. And I kind of and I like do like the characters. Now. I'm upset, but you know a character who's weak. It seems like every all of these DC characters have a real specific weakness 
or not all of them, but a lot of them do. Except for Batman. Really weird. Yeah, Batman has no weakness. Green Lantern's weakness is the color yellow. Is that still? Is it's that... still the case. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the sun doesn't make him weak or anything like that, but a yellow ring mm-hmm. will mess yeah. him up. It's the one ring that will counter his. They just seem like these characters were created, you know, a long time ago, which they were, and they were given obvious strengths and real strange weaknesses it's like they had to be given weaknesses um to balance out all their power yeah to balance out all their power yeah so you have superman who can't be beat and Mm -hmm. then the only thing that's going to beat him is kryptonite yeah then you have green lantern who has this big powerful green ring who's insanely powerful because it's all his willpower but the only thing that can really mess him up is the color yellow yeah well that's the problem right when you when you write a character that's just so so overpowered how do you how do you constantly write stories and constantly come up with villains to beat him. So you can't. You can't. You, know, you can't do it. You have to give them a very specific weakness. <laughs> if my future self would have traveled back like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and said, one day you will collect more DC titles than Marvel, I would have punched my future self and laughed. <laughs> because there was no way. Like, I was such a Marvel zombie. Like, you know, mm-hmm. X-Men, Avengers, New Mutants, New Warriors, yeah. Defenders, everything. I was all about Marvel, and I could not even stand the notion of DC because all I knew was Batman and Superman and you know mm-hmm. insanely powerful characters that had no weakness. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where it's like I collect forty DC titles and like maybe five or six Marvel wow, titles. Five or six. Five or six. Holy cow, dude! That's a huge shift. That's a huge shift. Yeah. Now, now check this out. I got a question for you. Sure. Do you feel that the Marvel characters are created more overpowered? than the DC characters or the opposite way? I, by far, I think DC is the more powerful set of characters. Right. Like, if they ever did a Marvel versus DC, honestly, it'd be no competition. Yeah. DC would just, just smoke everyone yeah, in Marvel. Yeah, flat out, yeah. Uh, except for which, which Wolverine. They, yeah. yeah, like Wolverine and Batman would yeah. just be fighting forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> That's it, pretty much. But yeah, because it's, it's interesting because in, in reading, you know, comparisons between the two, I've, I've, I've seen both arguments and I've always felt that DC had the more overpowered superhumans while Marvel had the more vulnerable superhumans. Uh, you know, I that, agree. Yeah, and, and it's funny reading uh, reading otherwise. You know, some people's opinions think that. There's some people no think, way. yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I've always felt that the Marvel characters were more flawed, you know, more vulnerable. They had more insecurities. I almost felt as though Batman was the most uh, Marvel-like character in DC. Yeah, because he has the messed up past. Yeah, he's vulnerable, but he still can't. He he, he can't. No, but he he constantly has to hold himself back from getting too dark and just going like full killer, right? Because he has such a dark background and and a, a jacked up history, but he has to kind of control it. Right. He has to keep that at bay. You know, he has to prevent himself from becoming, you know, the, the villains that he's constantly... Fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, real similar to, you know, a, a Daredevil, Punisher, Wolverine, you know, these types of characters that try not to give into their rage. Right. And, you know, sometimes they do. But, I don't know, I just I thought that was interesting uh, in, in, in doing research and stuff. I would like, if anyone who is listening who thinks that DC is the weaker side in a DC versus Marvel, let's hear why. <laughs> DC is just way overpowered. Yeah. They have a bunch of strong characters. I mean, they've done, you know, a few crossovers between Marvel and DC in, in the past. And and you know who won? Yeah, it was, always the, it was always the JLA or DC. Like, they did that Marvel versus DC. It was what? the JLA versus the... Uh, Avengers. The Avengers, yeah. Yeah, and who won? Um, the cover of number four is... Oh, is Superman holding... 
Thor's hammer and Captain and America's Captain shield. America shield. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, just I mean, you can you can do an issue of just Superman versus anyone, the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I guess I guess when they when they kind of he's like JLA. Stand yeah, back. I got this. When they matched them up, I mean, essentially it was Thor was the uh, was Superman's mirror, right? And the two teams, right? But I just I, I guess that's as close as you can come to like alien god versus alien god. Yeah. And and there was that that cool scene I believe it was at the end of issue three right where Superman flies down you know tells everyone to halt or something like that and then he gets the the hammer right in the face and that's yeah. that's the end of the that bones. issue yeah yeah that was pretty cool you know what's cool though and, and I brought this up on Facebook before too is is as overpowered as the JLA are I mean you have gods on that team you have aliens on that team you have all these bad super powered figures and then the one guy on that team that they respect and they fear the most is the guy with no power is the guy with no power is batman <laughs> only human on that team so respect respect to the batman yeah he's, he's awesome and that is the one thing that i like about batman is that he had something to counteract everyone everyone in the justice league yeah you know he had like the gauntlets with kryptonite mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i thought that was a cool notion that he was ready the best part is too when they ask him well what was your plan for you he admitted that he had all these countermeasures for all these heroes and i think it was superman asked him well you know what what do we have you know for you and batman said the jla yeah. Oh, that's yeah, pretty yeah, good, nice. <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. Good luck with that one. Batman is always five steps yeah. ahead. Everybody, no matter what the situation is, no matter how ridiculous it is, he, he's already thought about he's it. He's already thought about it. Yeah, he's yeah. already thought about it. He's crazy. Batman's insane. Even um, DC versus Mortal Kombat, when you do the story mode, mm-hmm. and you're, I believe it's Joker, and it's Joker versus Batman. Mm-hmm. And as Joker, you have to beat Batman to progress, right? Mm-hmm. So... You beat Batman, and you're like, yeah, you know, woohoo, I beat Batman. And then Batman stands up and then stuns you. So you actually still, in the video game, <laughs> you don't, don't manage never, to beat Batman. Never Even just... though you've knocked him out and KO'd him. You can't. He gets back up and is like, Bzz. Yeah. I was ready for you. Yeah, you, ne- you never beat him. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this, man. So the I think the, the biggest compliment to, um, to DC's relaunch is that they're still calling it the New 52. I mean, it's still around. <laughs> it's still, yeah, exactly. All this time later, and it's still the New 52, which I think speaks volumes of how good of a job they did yeah. uh, with the relaunch. There, you know, there have been some titles that they did, for whatever reason, didn't make it, mm-hmm. not enough sales, and they cut, but mm-hmm. they keep producing new titles to keep it going. Yeah. You know, like if they cancel three titles, they'll make three brand new titles. So are they keeping, uh, are they still keeping with the 52, 52 titles, titles at any one point? You know, I don't know right now. I think so, because it seems like every time they cancel something, they make something, something new. Something else comes up. Yeah, and that's why every time they cancel something that I was collecting, I picked up something new. Yeah, they had a new bat title. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it, man. What do you have on uh, on your list? So on my list, we'll start, we'll try to make this somewhat alphabetical. So first, I want to talk about Aquaman. Um, ever since Super Friends, the cartoon, you know, when I was little, I used to love Aquaman. I was like this dude who could just swim out in the water. Why? I, because he could swim out in the water and like do something out in the water, do something that no one else could. You know, he could stay underwater. He could like talk to whales and dolphins. And then, you know, as a kid, I thought that's a really cool power. You know, everyone else can fly and everyone can jump from building to building. Right. But this dude's just sitting underwater, going, "Anyone who comes in here, I've got it." He's waiting for the fight. Yeah, to come to the just water. come to the ocean. Come I on, dare you? Come at me, bro. <laughs> the the Aquaman from the relaunch it has been incredible. Like the writing is dead on. They even poke fun at themselves. 
I read that with yeah. the Aquaman joke. I do like that. Um, they brought that up when he goes into the uh, the restaurant. The restaurant, and he sits down. Fish and chips. Yeah, and you can't like, eat fish. You talk to fish. <laughs> yeah, and they ask him, "How does it feel to be Aquaman? <laughs> How does it feel to be like the weakest the member weakest of the member. team?" Uh, that was very cool. They like, you know, they they got that out of the way. Yeah. Early. They addressed it. Yeah, they addressed it early, which is very cool. Like you said, everyone always thinks, ooh, Aquaman, he's weak, blah, blah. But the story takes place in Atlantis and about how he doesn't want to be king. You know, he has this whole kingdom down there. And there's this other, can't remember his name, this other guy who was like the first king, all these different kingdoms that were once united, like mm-hmm. there's seven kingdoms. So it's a lot of good writing. You know, a lot of it's not up in the air. Mm-hmm with the justice league it's all underwater stuff so that i mean that's that's huge man i'm a huge fan of of any either comic publisher taking a lesser known character and doing something that's that's quality and really making them shine you know whether it's it's in a book or a movie or a show you take a b-list or a c-lister and make them awesome which is great which is why i'm you would would you consider aquaman a b or c or um not image wise because he's always been a JLA. Iconic. Yeah, yeah, he's always had the iconic look. The but orange he, yeah, chest with yes, the green pants. With the green pants and the trident. But he was always known as a character that talked to fishes. And he was no good on land. You know what I mean? That's He's always had that kind of that stigma about him. Has to be in the water. Which is weird because that's not even the case. Like He's a lot like um, Marvel's version of Namor. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Even out of the water, he's got super strength and all yeah. that stuff. So. I don't know. It's weird. But n- 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 but then you class him next to like Superman and everyone. It's like, well, I am weak. This yeah. dude is like shifting moons around the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Next, we got Batgirl. And I'm going to be mad enough to say this right now on this podcast that Batgirl is probably my favorite DC comic. Wow, really? And probably also my favorite ongoing title at the moment. Like, you know, I would thought that'd be kind of weird. Like, I should like Batman because I'm a man. Absolutely. You know? I was but, just thinking that story. Like, <laughs> you're like, <"Wow." laughs> Batgirl has exceptional writing. Like the the story takes place um, after she's recovered from being shot. Mm-hmm. So you know, so that still happened. That still happened. She was formerly paralyzed and stuff like that. So it's her getting over the fact that she used to be paralyzed mm-hmm. and dealing with stuff. You know, like when she gets into a fight, how sensitive she is about it. And then during the death in the family story. And Joker came back. It like they the writer went yeah. really deep into her psyche and was like, "This is how Joker messed me up really, really bad." When it was announced that the Joker was back in town, I mean, it went through this whole uh, monologue of her just kind of going over, you know, like we've been thinking about this since it happened. Right? How was she going to handle herself, and will she be able to maintain control and not just totally destroy destroy him? him? So that's interesting. They definitely kept that with Barbara Gordon. Then she did get paralyzed. I think it was a Killing Joke, right? Where she yeah, was I paralyzed. believe it's the Killing Joke. Yeah. So she's also. So a member of Birds of Prey. Of Birds of Prey. Yeah. Is she the leader of Birds of Prey? No. Uh, Black Canary is the leader of oh, Birds cool. of Prey. Very cool. Ironically, that's what got me into Birds of Prey. Like initially when it came out, Batgirl was not a part of the team. I can't remember when, like issue five or six, mm-hmm. they did a shift in the team and Batgirl got recruited into the team. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, eh, you know, don't really know the other characters. And as it kept going and then, you know, DC canceled a few titles, I was like, you know what, now I got extra money. I'm going to pick up Birds of Prey. So I actually went back and got them all. Oh, nice. And I am so glad I did. Like Birds of really? Prey, excellent, excellent series. And the one thing that I really like about Birds of Prey is the fact that it's pretty much an all-girl team. Like, even the talent that they have on there, Strix, mm-hmm. 
is a check. Do you have a talent on the team? Yeah. Dude, there's multiple talents. In there's the... multiple talents running no around. No way. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Because there's... To Scott Snyder. When I was reading, I really, really liked it because it was like a strong female team. And you don't really get that a lot in comics. Like you were talking about in the previous podcast about, you know, when it's She-Hulk, it's like, oh, a lot of luring, a lot yeah. of dating. I mean, Black Canary has an issue with like her husband who she thought was dead who pops up again spoiler if you haven't read that issue <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call the spoiler after the spoiler after, yeah <laughs> after that's nice. i said it <laughs> um what's cool is when the writer changed to christy marks you know every time you're you're on a title and you're reading it and it's really good and there's a shift in writing mm-hmm. talent you always kind of worry if it's going to oh, change if they're going to start absolutely. moving people around stuff like that but christy marks kept it flowing i mean you cannot tell the difference from the previous writer to Christy Marks. And this it's is Birds of Prey, not, not Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah. And what's really cool is it's kind of a small world for me. Mm-hmm. Christy Marks also worked at a company called Sierra Online. Okay. And oh, she made two yeah. games called Conquest of Longbow and Conquest of Camelot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, dude. She wrote the stories for Yeah, she games? wrote the stories for both of those dude, games. Dude, yeah. not bad. And then she also uh, wrote um, in the ElfQuest series also, which okay, cool. I let you borrow the books. Yes. But the ones you have are mm-hmm. Wendy Penny only, but um, Christy Marks wrote in some of those ElfQuest stories. So it was kind of cool to see this woman who was like an icon to me back in the day, you know, like when I was playing Sierra games. Come back around. Come into like, the ElfQuest nice. books. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then now she's doing Birds of Prey and so doing like it sold. perfect. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, Done. I was Done like, yeah, the, why do I even doubt it? All right, so I'll add that to my... Uh, to the poll list. To the poll list, yeah. <laughs> Every time I talk to Tom, it's like this list gets longer. After um, Barbara Gordon was paralyzed and right. killing joke originally, she became Oracle. So is there an, a version of Oracle in the uh, New 52, or is that something that may be looming again in her future? Because she's already been paralyzed once. I don't think there's going to be an Oracle, because she's already been paralyzed and she's mm-hmm. already recovered from it. Yeah. And th- I mean, that would pretty much kill the Batgirl title, right? Because mm-hmm. she would be Batgirl anymore. Yeah. So she'd be Oracle. She'd be Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So no Oracle in New 52. Then. No Oracle. All right. Next, we were going to talk about the multitude of Batman titles. For what I collect, there's Batman, Batman the Dark Knight, and Detective Comics Batman. Mm-hmm. And I know in the previous podcast, I complained that Wolverine had like 10 titles. Mm-hmm. And Batman, you know, he's got Batman Incorporated and a couple other ones like Batman Black and, and White. Batman Black and White. Yeah. But for these three titles, it all takes place in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Whereas my complaint with Wolverine is, you know, in one issue he's in Mandapur or whatever, one issue he's in New York, and the other issue he's in space. Yeah. <laughs> so how is he doing all three things, yeah. you know, flying around? Whereas with the Batman titles, at least they all stay in Gotham. It feels mm-hmm. like this thing could be happening all at the same time. You know, he's doing this over here, dealing with this over there. You know what's funny on a side note on the new Avengers book, uh, Captain America actually brings that up, that uh, Steve and Tony are talking, and they're like, no, uh, Wolverine's already been being stretched uh, a little too <laughs> Stretched thin. out enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, on a on that side now are you counting um the entire bat family are you are you uh lumping all them in oh no nightwing no this is specifically just batman bat t- titles with yeah batman, batman the specifically yeah. so and all of the writing in there you know as much as i previously said mm-hmm. that i didn't like batman the mm-hmm. writing in there is really really good it's really dark you know it really gives like a mm-hmm. good vibe for batman gotham is a dark place he's a dark hero and I really like how it all ties in together. Like really bad things happen and he is trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. There's the guy, I almost called him Madcap. Who's the guy he, um, oh, from like Alice in Wonderland? Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter, thank yeah. you. Why Madcap was stuck in my head. <laughs> but there's a story with Mad Hatter where he does this thing and he's trying to recreate, you know, like this whole Alice in Wonderland thing mm-hmm. with this girl that, you know, he swore that he loved. Mm-hmm. And he ends up killing like over like 60, 70 people and then just dumps them in the water. 
So it's a really, really dark story. I have read uh, Batman up to the death of the family. Okay. And I, I do like what Scott Snyder has done with Batman. I love the Court of Owls. I think that was a, a brilliant story arc. I really felt like they were bringing something new to a title. I mean, it's hard to bring in something new to, to a the character that's been around since the oh, beginning yeah. of comics, yeah. right? <laughs> to bring in something new, to bring in uh, new characters and new lore, um, I think they did a great job. The one part I didn't like about Death of the Family was essentially the ending, the dinner table scene. I thought that was a bit Where of a cop-out. There. Spoiler alert, if you guys haven't read it. You uh, did it right. You said yeah, spoiler I did it before. before. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, this is, this is the huge reveal, right? Because as I'm reading these issues, I'm thinking, holy cow, the Joker really did what he did to himself. He did to the Robins and uh, Batgirl. It turns out that he really didn't do it. It was a joke. You've been pushing Joker just being this next level psycho. You know what I mean? Like he's never been this crazy. He would have actually done it. One thing that I that I did enjoy in, in both of these story arcs were the tie-ins, you know, with the rest of the Bat family makes sense. Now I yeah, know DC's yeah, DC's criticized by making people buy all these comics. You have the Bat Family crossovers, you have the Green Lantern crossovers, you have the JLA crossovers. It is tough, you know, especially if you want the, the full story to have to go in, out and buy all these issues of books that you don't read. But I think they did a very good job in these two story arcs. Next on the list, we got Pat Wing. When it was launched with the New 52, like I was saying earlier, when a new writer jumps on, you kind of worry that things are going to shift. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with Batwing. So the New 52, when they launched that Batwing, it was basically a kid in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, who was with the cops and the cops were corrupt and he was trying to make a difference. And there was this whole lore that was happening out in Africa with, uh, I think it's like seven different heroes who were really iconic to the people in Africa. When the uh, creative team shifted, they basically said, OK, hey, you know, I'm happy. I fixed the corrupt police. I'm moving on with my life. Life is good. And then they brought in a brand new Batwing. And the brand new Batwing to me basically just seems like an African-American version of Bruce Wayne. Just he reminds me of too much of Batman, where the other dude reminds me of this guy who's struggling as a cop mm -hmm. to try to fix the corruption mm -hmm. and this new one is like yeah i'm just this dude in armor and i'm swinging around making a difference in the world i still get it it's a good read but i prefer the original batwing to what they've brought in now so we've had two different batwings then yes in, in the new 52 as well in the new 52 already there's already had two, two batwings two batwings wow that's crazy yeah next we have the flash once again thanks to super friends i always like flash <laughs> in the in the new 52 there are a few spots that i thought were kind of rough but it's getting better and better every time the art kind of wavers from time to time for me mm -hmm. but stories are fun and the art's clean enough mm -hmm. that i still get it and we have the barry allen version of the flash in the new 52, yes right yep Okay, not not was it Wally West? Wally West. Yeah. Okay, no no Wally West in the New Fifty Two. Nope. Not, well, not that I've seen. Okay. <laughs> Green Arrow. I've always liked the underpowered heroes who yeah. go out and try to make a difference. Kind of like Hawkeye. You know, you have Hawkeye on the Avengers, and he's standing next to freaking Thor and Iron Man. Yeah, and he's the like, Hulk. I, yeah, the Hulk. And he's yeah. like, I just got a bow and arrow. Yeah. But to me, that kind of shows this whole courageous mm -hmm. attitude. It was like, I'm standing next to a demigod and, yeah. a, and a gamma radiation dude who can yeah. smash planets or whatever. And his confidence is like not wavered <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Not, not wavered at all. He's super nah, he's cocky. Yeah. And that's the same with Green Arrow. Um, my problem with Green Arrow, though, is the art. From the beginning, has always been kind of iffy, and I don't mm -hmm. like how they draw them. Yeah, so I only know Arrow or the Green Arrow from the show. How close is the story on the show to uh, the New 52 story? Same. 
He was oh, cool. he was on an island. The, ironically, this is a case where I think the show is better than the comic. To me, the comic hasn't really found its footing yet. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of I'm going from issue to issue doing something, but there isn't like a story that ties it all together. Yeah. He's still essentially Starling City's vigilante. Kind of has dark Batman twist to him a little bit. Yeah, and I think you know that might be part of the problem. Like he has that dark past to him but the comic is very light it's very bright and it's very vibrant the tone doesn't really match the story and i think that's part of why i don't think it's grabbing its footing i was going to discuss green lantern green lantern corpse green lantern new guardians and red lanterns yeah I'll, he's I'll, another I'll one lump all those together <clears throat> yeah he's another one of these characters that they'll cancel an individual title and add another green lantern title yeah, to the exactly. mix yeah <laughs> the, the the bat family kind of uh that's the same. It, yeah for all these green lantern titles and the red lantern titles they're actually really, really good writing, and the art is so good. I would have not thought that I would ever get into a Green Lantern book. I loved Green Lantern as a kid. Like, I used to have the Under Who shirt with yeah. the uh, Green Lantern yeah. emblem, and I was like, I'm Green Lantern! So which uh, which version of the Green Lantern uh, do we have here on Earth? There's Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner is one, and there's also Kyle Reiner. And then there's another one named Simon Boz, I believe his last name is. I always assumed, or always thought that the Green Lanterns were assigned, like, by areas, right? Yeah, so sectors. Like Earth, yeah, like, we had our Green Lantern and different sectors had their Green Lanterns. So we have multiple Green Lanterns here protecting Earth? Well, so you have uh, Guy Gardner. Spoiler, Guy Gardner is now a Red Lantern. Though. So what does that mean? So the Red Lanterns are the ones that are full of anger. Oh, nice. He went to do it as an undercover thing. Mm-hmm. Hal Jordan was supposed to pull him back. Okay, so then is it is it the Green Lantern Corps or is it the Lantern Corps? I mean, are they a different colored lanterns on the same team? Uh, for the New Guardians, it is. The Green Lantern Corps is just Green Lanterns. Just Green Lanterns. Yeah, it's basically all these different Green Lanterns from different sectors. Mm-hmm. So how's the story? The story is really, good. really good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not usually the big, like, superheroes out in space flying around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't notice it. I just read it, and I'm like, this is good stuff. And spoiler, one of the things that happens is they find out that when they use the rings, it's like taking energy from the universe. This guy named Relic shows up and is like, you're going to suck your universe dry and basically kill the whole universe. Oh, what? So they do That's this where I keep all battle. my stuff. Yeah, I know. I keep yeah. my stuff in the universe. <laughs> Damn it. The Red Lantern is a different spin. It's like these guys who are evil and vile and just are they villains? Twisted. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, wow. they are. So, so Guy Gardner is essentially a, a villain? He went in to be a spy to do this thing, and mm-hmm. now he's kind of just stuck there. No way. So, okay. Next, we got the flagship title for the New 52, Justice League. So we were talking about earlier how Justice League starts five years prior to you know when the New 52 actually launches. So it's everyone meeting each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of good dialogue, like Green Lantern, I believe it is, runs into Batman, and he's like, Oh my God, you're real? Yeah. yeah he just didn't believe that Batman was real. And he's like, like, what's your power? Do you talk to bats? You know, it's just a <laughs> lot of fun dialogue. That's cool. Where they're first learning about each mm-hmm. other. Is it Dark Seed or Dark Side? I think it's Dark Side. Yeah. Because it's like S-E-I-D. S-E-I-D, yeah. So I'm like, Gotta be different. C-I-D? Seed? I don't know. We can't really talk much. We can't really say much. You see, you've seen how we spell our names. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all the big iconic characters that mm-hmm. you know as a kid. You know, Flash, um, Cyborg, Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Green Lantern. Now take me back. When the New 52 launched, we are five years into the world knowing superheroes. And Justice League goes back to, like day one essentially it's like day one when they all initially meet each other so they've been around they've already got the perception that batman has been around superman has heard the uh, the rumors yeah of there being a batman 
Yeah, and you mm-hmm. got like Green Lantern or whoever it was saying, "Oh, you're real." So you know, there's already this establishment that they've probably been around doing stuff, mm-hmm. but this is the first time that they're actually all meeting because yeah, Darkseid yeah. shows up and you know, just tearing the planet apart. Yeah. They need a threat that big to bring them all to together. pull them all together. Okay. So I guess I would explain earlier we were talking about the many Robins that have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Batman's probably been around. We mm-hmm. just haven't seen those stories. That might explain why he's been through three Robins, oh, he's and then been... he was on his fourth with yeah, Damien. With Damien, is that right? Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Damian, Wayne. Yeah, he was on his board. Yeah. Now they're bringing, um, oh my God, what is her name? The Robin from the, um, the female Robin. I heard that she's, she's now in the, uh, in this storyline. So the Justice League, now there's a lot of titles now that the Justice League has, right? They have the, the Justice League of America. Are those two the same titles? Different. Two different titles. Uh, there's like a Dark Justice League. Justice League Dark. And then they're also coming up with the Justice League Canada. Have really? you seen that? Yeah. No. They're discontinuing <laughs> one of the Justice League stories. Is it Alpha Flight? <laughs> it's essentially... <laughs> It's Maybe Alpha I'll like Flight. it. You know how much I like Alpha Flight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's interesting because there used to be a Justice League International. It only lasted 12 issues. What's funny is I'd never heard of any of the characters, but I really loved the book. Really? It had characters. Um, let me get it here. We had Booster Gold, who's the only one I'd ever heard of. There was a person named Fire. There was a person named Ice. Rocket Red. Uh, Green Lantern, with, uh, who was Guy Gardner. They had Vixen. August General in Iron. <laughs> yeah. And then Godiva. <laughs> Eventually, Batwing, Oh. Mac and Firehawk were recruited after a bunch of them were wounded. But despite not knowing who any of these characters were, and I think that was part of the enjoyment, I had no backstory on any of these. So everything to me was brand new and it was written really well. Like So I was kind of bummed that it only lasts 12 issues and I think one annual to oh, wrap wow. up the story. Okay. Now this is something that I know uh, Colleen shared with me uh, uh, about a month or maybe a few months back DC was bringing this young Kree superhero inspired by Shannon uh, Christensen who was like a, a young teenage activist who died in a car accident I believe she was Native American if I'm not mistaken they were going to actually write her as a character you know as, as a tribute and she's going to be in the uh, Justice League Canada so she's going to be one of the oh, that, that's where they're bringing her in that's so good that's cool. pretty cool yeah. yeah Justice League of America is relaunching as Justice League Canada Interesting. What? So, <laughs> so Justice League of America is one of the titles I actually get right now. So mm-hmm. that means when that goes away, I'll just collect Justice, Justice League, League Canada. Canada. <laughs> that's just going to be where I'll jump to. I, I read the first Justice League of America when they're rounding the team up. Okay. And Hawkman shows up and drops his bloody mace yeah, on the table. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was a pretty cool. I mean, I was I was pretty impressed. It, it piqued my interest on yeah on Hawkman. I don't remember him being like uh, he's brutal that <laughs> that metal. That's a good team, by the way, man. I'm just looking at the Justice League of America roster. It's yeah. a Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow, Hawkman, Star Girl, Katana, Vibe. Pretty solid lineup, man. I wonder why they're discontinuing it. I wonder if it's not not selling as well. <laughs> they got Catwoman. Is Catwoman there to seduce? Batman and when he goes rogue. When he goes rogue. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, well, if you read Catwoman, her and Batman are constantly having a fling with each other yeah. in the in the Catwoman series. You know what, man? In in reading all these uh, tie-ins, Catwoman is the, is the one book that I like probably the least. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, oh, I hate to admit it, man, but I was, I was falling asleep. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just haven't given her a chance. I, there's some characters that I like dark. I don't like seeing them trying to be, uh, good. 
do the right thing and stuff. The thing with Catwoman, it seems like you read the, the latest Marvel Gambit series, right? Oh, absolutely. That's what it reminds me of. I mean, she's always, yeah, she's yeah. always stealing stuff and she has, you know, a fence mm-hmm. who will take what she steals, mm-hmm. turns around for cash. The thing is, is that Gambit, has, he's chosen a side. I mean, he's essentially, he's a teacher, you know. Who he's, goes he's cho- around stealing. Yeah, stealing stuff. So he's, he's. <laughs> Good teacher. He's, he's. <laughs> He's taking the side of the superheroes. It almost seems like he does these jobs almost out of boredom. You know what I mean? Next, we got Nightwing. If Batgirl wasn't my favorite DC title, I would say Nightwing would be my favorite title. To me, it's weird. My two top titles right now are characters who actually don't have any superpowers, and they're tied to the Batman family. (laughs) The irony there is killing me. (laughs) I, I just like Nightwing for the fact that you have this character who was, I mean, he is, he epitomizes a sidekick and he's managed to to break out of that role to break out of that stereotype and become a character that is bad I agree. He's a good, solid character that is well respected. Um, are you by chance reading Forever Evil? No, no, I haven't. I haven't uh, picked up the uh, arc. Okay. Well, I won't say anything then. That storyline is plays... spreading across the entire DC universe. Right? Yes. Okay. It spreads across the entire DC universe and also has its own limited series and then a bunch of little offshoots like Forever Evil Argus, Forever Evil Arkham uh, War, mm-hmm. and then Forever Evil. Uh, rogues gallery forever evil is basically a alternate version of the justice league shows up Mm -hmm. and quote unquote kills the justice league like no one knows where they're at and they just throw the whole world into chaos so nightwing plays a kind of an important part in forever evil something happens to him that's pretty major no spoilers no spoilers i won't say anything i don't know if you're going to read it or if you're reading nightwing we also have red hood and the outlaws one of the titles i collected before the new 52 was the outsiders which was basically arsenal starfire and a few other people i like that team in all the crossovers it's always a pleasure to read those guys when they you know when they, when they pop in. up yeah yeah this is very agree. cool and the red arrow the red arrow is um arsenal why does he wear a trucker's cap man that is kind of annoying he even wore it like before the new 52 really that, he always had that hat on so what's his deal he used to be a hero he doesn't want to be a hero anymore so he wears a trucker cap now he used to be like from the poor area he was involved in drugs he was addicted Mm -hmm. to drugs and stuff like that so he's got like this whole jacked up past Mm -hmm. we have the super titles there's superboy supergirl and superman superboy uh, he was in Teen Titans previous to the New 52. So I already liked that character. When they said they are going to do Superboy, I was like, yeah, I'm on it. And so then, is this Superboy version, is he Kryptonian or is he a clone? He is a clone. Okay. Um, the original Superboy, which was a concept that I really liked, is he was a clone of Superman and Lex Luthor. This new one, from what I'm understanding, that they're kind of hinting at stuff. It seems to be he's a clone of... Superman and Lois Lane's future kid from a different timeline thing. So uh, that's the only part where I was like, why did you change that? Like, leave it with Lex Luthor. Before the New 52, Lex Luthor, um, because he had, like, Lex Luthor's DNA, Mm -hmm. he was able to manipulate Superboy and use him as a sleeper agent. And Supergirl is still uh, Superman's cousin. Yes. That hasn't changed. That has not changed. As a matter of fact, when she first shows up on Earth, she only knew Superman as a baby. So oh, when nice. he's like, no, 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 I, you know, I'm your cousin, and she does not believe him. They get into this big fight, and they're beating each other up, and he's like, listen to me, I'm your cousin. <laughs> She's like, no, you were a baby before. I don't know who you are, but yeah, you're not. You should be a baby right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> you should be a baby right now. I didn't think I would enjoy Supergirl, like, you know, before the New 52. Like, I always thought, oh, Supergirl, like, but I mm-hmm. picked it up. 
just because it was number one. And it's actually a really good read. Like yeah. I said, you know, when she first shows up, she can't speak English. People are attacking her and she's trying to figure out what's going on. She meets Superman, doesn't believe it's Superman. You know, they get mm-hmm. in a big fight. So it's been a fun read, like her That's adjusting cool. to being on Earth. And S- Superman seems to be a bit darker than New 52, right? He's not like the um, yeah. Scout. Which is really strange, man. Really strange that they went dark with Superman. Yeah, I mean, he's not like over the top dark like Batman. How does that read out? Is it pretty good? I like it because now it's not just kryptonite that's his weakness you know he's got all these flaws you know he's a little darker more brooding him dealing with being superman everyone else on earth is afraid of me mm-hmm. because of what i represent mm-hmm. then they did the uh, hell on earth mm-hmm. when that character hell came back and he wanted to basically rebuild krypton but in the process he would have to destroy earth supergirl initially wants to do this but then she starts realizing you know i can't do it if it's going to cost everyone on earth their life superman is is um is he vulnerable to magic there isn't a lot of magic people in in DC, in anything I've read, they've not had Superman encounter anyone with magic yet. I don't know if that weakness is there. Was that a weakness before the New 52, though? Was he? It was. Okay, so that he, was he, a, he one of the things he was magic. susceptible to oh, was magic. That's cool. They made, they made that a vulnerability. Because yeah. yeah, so funny. many people have magic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then the one I know you would totally love is Superman Wonder Woman. This time around the New 52, when it launched, Superman and Wonder Woman were an item, right? So are they are they still an item? or is that They an are. Item? Okay. So originally they were hiding it from everyone they didn't want anyone to know but in spoiler the most recent issue you kind of find out that superman suddenly hears people talking about it you know it's like his mm-hmm. super hearing picks up people know sure so, so it's like uh like superheroes and then let's talk about feelings too. let's talk about feelings because i know that's exactly what you <laughs> that's would love exactly if there was a book just called superheroes and feelings <laughs> you're on it I'm, I'm right there as i previously mentioned there's talon which mm-hmm. i actually picked up they're going to do what i was hoping you know they're going to focus on one specific talent and mm-hmm. develop him which was like i said my only real problem with core vowels just a bunch of random dudes they, there was no focus really on one or two yeah the new talent series it's actually pretty cool they focus on him just trying to make a difference in the world he gets involved with a girl who has this kid and there's that one talent the big dude and he is like super bloodthirsty and murderous and that's the main villain for the talent series. Are the Court of Owls still around? From the impression I get, they still are. Next on the list, we have Teen Titans. This is one of the DC titles I collected before the New 52. The reason I got into Teen Titans is when the New Warriors had ended. You know, I was looking for like that vibe where they weren't super powerful, just trying to make a difference mm-hmm. in the world kind of thing. Someone recommended on the New Warriors list to check out Teen Titans, and I did. And I collected Teen Titans, Titans, Teen Titans again, you know, because mm-hmm. it changed over the course of a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So when they launched it, with the new 52 i was immediately on board because it was most of the characters i'd already recognized from previous so i already kind of had an understanding of who they were so this version is led by red robin right red robin let's see let's bring up the the teen titans roster because i haven't really read too much other than what's in the um crossover the death of the family series so it's red robin kid flash superboy wonder girl solstice skitter and bunker that's what i was bunker Mexican. he's a mexican teenager yeah uh, which is pretty cool, man. More Hispanic characters. Bring him on. And he's also... Oh, he's he's Hispanic and he's gay. So speaking of Hispanic characters, you know who Vibe is, right? Because you'd posted on Facebook about him. Do you know that he was ranked one of the top 10 worst characters ever? Oh, was he really? Yeah. Not the new 52 version, but his the original... previous version? Yeah, his okay. original version. So tell me about him. Why was... What was up with his previous version? So I guess in 1983... Breakdancing was really, really big. Oh, yeah. So DC thought they would capitalize <laughs> on breakdancing. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like where this is going. <laughs> and they brought in a yeah. Hispanic character by the name of Vibe. 
And he was a breakdancer? He was a breakdancer. And he basically broke dance his way into Justice League of America. Did he? <laughs> Dude, he must have been an awesome breakdancer, man. He was. You know, they're like, that is some skill. We need that on the <laughs> yeah, Justice League of America. They brought him onto the team. And, you know, he had this really atrocious outfit. He never really did much from what I read except to just try to hit on girls. Really? That, that was all he ever did. They basically stereotyped him like this Latino dude who just hits on women <laughs> and break dances. That's pretty dead on. That's pretty accurate. Because <laughs> that's what I do. I break dance. You know, yeah. When we're done with the podcast, I'm going to throw down a piece of cardboard and just start break dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were break dancing when I got here. Yeah, I was. Yeah. got my little headband on, yeah. my wristbands. <laughs> he was technically one of the first characters to die in the line of duty right. and one of the few characters that DC never brought back. They've mentioned him being um, in the new Flash series, right? As being yes. one of the characters. So I wonder if they'll hint or allude or give it's, us an Easter egg of him where he's break dancing. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> For ongoing, that's a lot of what I collect. We talked about Birds of Prey, how mm-hmm. I picked it up. Um, Catwoman, I picked up. Suicide Squad was another one that's ongoing that I picked up. DC did that whole Villains Month where mm-hmm. all the titles basically stopped for a few months and they highlighted just villains and they had those cool 3D covers and stuff like that. One of them was an issue that focused on Harley Quinn. I knew Harley Quinn from the cartoon from like Batman Beyond and stuff like that and I wasn't too much of a fan of her. You know, like she had that little red hat thing and I just thought, "Eh, you know, okay, whatever. She looks like a jester. But in the villains month, they really, really showed like a totally psycho dark character. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, where is this character at? Like, you know, this is a really cool character and she's hot. (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely. I love crazy chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I looked her, looked her up, found out she was on the, this team called Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So I picked up like the couple of recent issues of it, you know, and I was really dubious because like on the cover of one of the ones I got was this humanoid shark dude called Killer Shark. And I was like, Killer yeah, shark, yeah. Was like you know, hammerhead, right? yeah, I was like, I don't know about this, but I read it. Holy <laughs> probably one of the best team books I'm reading right now. Really? Yeah, because, you know, you got Batgirl is my favorite, but Suicide Squad, probably one of my favorite team books right now. Okay. I even like Killer Shark. Like, he does some insane stuff. Like, he eats one of the team members. Mm-hmm. Just eats him. Just eats him? Yeah, he just eats him, and later on, the team member actually crawls out of his mouth. I grew up also watching Batman the Animated Series. Right. And I remember, I mean, Harley Quinn was a very cool character. Anyone that was crazy enough to, to hang out with the Joker. Joker? <laughs> Yeah, it was all right in my book. The old Paul Dini and, uh, and Bruce Tim stories were really good. They managed to create a new character, you know, that wasn't in the comic books. Because Harley Quinn right. essentially made her debut in the, the animated series. Yeah, yeah. She, it was in the cartoon first. And she stuck. And now she's like she's a super huge hot character. Yeah, I dig Harley Quinn. There is a ton of people who do cosplay dressed as Harley Quinn. Oh, absolutely. Quinn. She's like DC's Deadpool, essentially. Yeah, or Deadpool is Marvel's Harley Quinn, whatever. Harley Quinn. Like, I have a yeah. mad crush on this. Character. Have you have you gone back to watch those old animated series? I haven't, dude. There was a lot of innuendo with her, man. Really? Yeah, there was. Ah, so Harley Quinn was awesome. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a kid, you may have missed that, or <laughs> when you were younger. Right but you watch it now, and it's like I think in in one of the episodes, she asked the Joker if if he wanted to rev up his Harley or something like that. <laughs> I mean, just really, really, really cool stuff. Nice and then also, and I, I was always it's so weird that like okay, the Batman the Animated Series was a darker cartoon, but it was still right. a Saturday morning cartoon. You know, it was kids were watching. It. I was a kid. I was watching it. Joker was so abusive. 
elusive hitter, puncher, like throw her around, and she just got up and dusted herself off. What's up with the beaver that she has, man? The beaver that she talks to. Oh, I was like, yeah, what no. picture are you looking at? <laughs> no, she talks because this whole I picked up the zero issue and right. the number one issue, and she has this beaver that she carries around, which I think uh, now that I think about it. Awesome. Right. right. She's, in, in, yeah, window. in the more in your window. She's talking to her beaver the entire issue. <laughs> and and forgive my ignorance, man, but I never knew. I never knew that in the DC universe the DC cities exist in the same United States as regular cities exist. I thought that What? I thought no, I never I thought Metropolis was New York. I thought Gotham was Chicago. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know because it was like Nightwing's home Nightwing. city of Chicago. He goes to Chicago. Yeah, or, or he, he goes to Chicago and it's like, there's yeah. a Chicago? You're like, okay. wait a minute. I, I, dude, I never knew that. I never read DC. I always assumed that they were just like the equivalent. Oh. I, always, I always thought that Marvel had that one up on them is that Marvel was based in these actual cities, right? Like Wakanda? Or, yeah, <laughs> like Latveria. Latveria. Like, there, there was some, but I mean, like, you know, New York was like a huge staple in right. everything that was yeah. revealed. It did. That's true. Another title that I ended up picking up eventually because DC had canceled a bunch of them was Wonder Woman. First issue. I looked at it and I said, eh, the art. Uh, just not my style. Like, mm-hmm. it's very not my style of art. So when DC canceled a bunch of titles, I said, you know what? I'm going to give Wonder Woman another, another swing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm reading Justice League. It's I love the Wonder Woman character. So my wife actually surprised me and actually got me all the issues. Dude, nice. Yeah. And so I read it. Literally, I was on like the 15th or 16th issue, mm-hmm. powering through it. And I realized none of the art bothered me. By the time I hit the 16th issue, I was like, holy f-. Like, the art fits the story. This style of art is exactly what this story needs. Spoiler. She ends up becoming the god of war. The god of war dies, and mm-hmm. she takes his place. Was her origin uh, changed? Because she was carved out of stone. She was originally right so yes. is that still is that still hold up yes okay that that is a really good read her transition from wonder woman to the god of war because the god of war is still around you know while in the wonder woman series so you get to know him like he's this old man with his long beard and he's a drunk because he's all he knows is war yeah so he's this dark and brooding guy something right. happens to him Ares is a god of war. Ares. is that who she kills to become a god of war yeah she doesn't kill him he dies he gets okay. killed but Ares is the dude that you're talking about the big beard and yeah uh, one of the titles that I picked up that was also cancelled was Katana she definitely had the look man she looked like a her very look, cool character yeah her look is vastly improved from her original she didn't have that like samurai no with the... no but it had a bunch of cool stuff like her sword had her husband's spirit in mm-hmm. it and it gets broke and all these spirits get out because you know every time she kills him it keeps the spirit so all these evil spirits get out so oh really that's a pretty cool thing. that was a pretty cool story I wish it would have just focused on that like her going after all these people because she gets the sword reforged and all that and has to go after them and they go around possessing different people like one of the spirits possesses this little girl and she's kind of conflicted about killing the girl to get the spirit back. Mm-hmm. Another one was The Ravagers. And what was cool is this is the, one of the few titles where characters from the Wildstorm actually appear in the DC universe. Warblade shows up. Cool. The costume that they gave him, mm-hmm. I hate it. I prefer the original. They had him like with this big mouth that kind of like chompy, you know, with big teeth and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas the original, he still had that human face with the metal like thing on. And it's he had the long extending claws. Yes. That's yes. what I liked, and that's what I was kind of hoping so for. So they changed his look, huh? They changed his look. He, uh, the Ravagers is actually led by Caitlin Fairchild, who was okay. originally the chick from Gen 13. I don't know if you ever got Gen 13. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I know of them. I know I definitely okay. know of them. But I never read a Gen 13, no. So unfortunately, that didn't last. It was actually, I, I liked it. 
It was a good read. Deathstroke in the end does go after it. That's how the series ends. So that that's something that they did with the New Fifty Two that I thought was pretty cool too. Was they brought over characters from their Wildstorm label? Yeah. When Jim Lee jumped over, those are his characters. Those are all those, his characters. He owns the rights to those characters. Yeah. So it's really cool that he brought in characters. some of these. Yeah, a lot of these characters, man. So yeah. it was really neat to see the Grifter uh, mixing it up with with DC, DC characters. All right. So what else you got for us, man? Team Seven which was another one where they mixed in some Wildstorm characters with DC. Okay. Um, it had Deathstroke as Slade Wilson, Amanda Waller, who was the leader of Suicide Squad, okay. Steve Trevor, that's the guy who was formerly with Wonder Woman, oh, the, gotcha, the normal Steve dude. Trevor. They had Diana Lance, who was Black Canary. For the Wildstorm, they had John Lynch, who was from Gen 13, and Cole Cash, who so, is Grifter. Deathstroke... They had Slade Wilson as Deathstroke. He wasn't in the mask. He wasn't in the mask yet. He was what? still Slade Wilson. Because oh. Team 7 all happens before. Oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. So this had early Deathstroke, Amanda Waller, Black Canary, and Grifter before they... Before they all became oh, who they became. dude, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that whole spec ops kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They would go do all these secret mission stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a fun read. And that got discontinued? That got discontinued. Ah, what a bummer. That seems like that would be a hit right there, man. I want to read that. All right, so uh, what what are you reading? What's what new fifty two books are you reading? What do you like? Please, you know, feel free to drop messages on our Facebook page. Let us know what's piquing your interest out there and when where the DC new fifty two is going. You know, do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think that um, issues were canceled uh, too soon? Please drop us a message. Say hi. When you do download the um, podcast via iTunes, please give us a rating. Uh, leave a comment. Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine Marvel. And DC. And independent. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast podcast and finally there is our twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comic relief podc i'd like to give a special shout out to travis richards who did the music for the comic relief podcast visit his website at www.travisarichards.com